You're listening to the EVs for Everyone podcast. My name is Elena Ciccatelli, an award-winning automotive executive, and I'm so excited to introduce you to some of the most dynamic thought leaders the EV economy has to offer. Listen in on honest conversations I have with the leading electric vehicle experts and uncover critical insights that will help you jump ahead and stay there. The electrification race is officially on, and these conversations have never been more important. So whether you're an automotive executive or just an EV enthusiast, this is the podcast for you. Let's get started. Good afternoon, Mike. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to have you. How are you? I'm doing great, Elena. Thanks very much and appreciate uh, the opportunity. I would love for you to tell the listeners a little bit more about your background and how Blink Charging has kind of played a role in your career. Yeah, sure. So I'm one of those few people, I think, that kind of knew what they wanted to do as early as high school. So that was probably, what, more than 30 years ago, 35 probably. And I knew I wanted to be in the car business way back when. And I didn't really know exactly you know, in what aspect, right? But I definitely knew I wanted to be in the auto industry. And my first job out of college was working for Toyota Motor Corporation. So that's kind of where I got my start. Have you know done a bunch of stuff ever since. And prior to joining Blink, spent almost 15 years with J.D. Power and Associates in their automotive division. So what was interesting about that is that we got to meet with automakers across the industry. Almost every automaker operating in the U.S. was one of our clients. And regardless of the topic that we were going to talk to them about, the conversation always came back to electric vehicles. It didn't matter what the topic was, right? They'd say, yeah, 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 that was that's great, but let's talk about EV, right? So I said, man, there's really something to this, right? So then, you know, I was fortunate enough to join Blink about two and a half years ago. I was just at the JD Power Summit in January. Oh, yeah? And guess what was the hot topic? Electric vehicles, right? So it's still the <laughs> it's still the it, thing. It is. So the reason why I started this podcast was for AV education, right? Yep. And I think a lot of times we get caught up in all of the really cool announcements that are happening. And then I think we also need to like stop and say, okay, but how, <laughs> right? Yep. I might start with something a little bit contrarian here, right? So what you see in the press, right, is consumer reluctance to purchase an EV because of range anxiety, different things. You see press around the need for dealer training and getting them up to speed. And all of those things are valid. But at the end of the day, and I have firsthand experience of this, Owning an EV is not that much different than owning an internal combustion engine car. And, you know, there's a lot being made about this. It's kind of, in my opinion, being blown out of proportion. And, you know, it depends on who you are and how you're using the vehicle, right? And let me give you a couple examples. So if you live in a single family home in the suburbs and you have two vehicles, what I think you're going to see happen is people are going to choose to buy one of those. One of those vehicles will transition to an EV and they'll keep one as internal combustion, right? And so that's kind of that transitionary period because in the normal course of someone's day, owning an EV is absolutely no different than owning an internal combustion engine, right? So they probably have a charger in their garage and that's their gas pump, right? As opposed to going to the gas station. So there's not that range aspect that jumps into it. Now, if you live in an apartment building where you can't have a charger in, let's say your assigned spot, we have a different set of problems, right? And that's where the infrastructure piece gets into it, things like that, right? So that aspect is a little more education for sure. So I think a lot of it really hinges on, hey, this isn't that much different. You need to know you know, what the range of your vehicle is. You need to know how I can charge it, where I can charge it, some of those basic things. And largely for the majority of the population, we're on our way at that point. I have another funny thing to mention that as well. So 
oh, go for it. I'm all right. Ready, so I'm ready to hear uh, funny I'll, I'll, all right, I'll jump right in. It's maybe not that yeah. funny, but yeah. it's, you know, one of the things that's, you know, was hilarious about buying our first electric vehicle in our household. And I think a lot of EV owners can attest to this. And actually there's data that JD Power provides that actually shows this. You buy an electric vehicle and it's your first one and you plug it in every night. So if you have, if you have a charger in your garage, you're like literally every night you're plugging it in, right? To make sure that it's full, right? And then as you go through the EV ownership experience, you realize you don't have to do that at all, right? And you're plugging it in, you know, once, twice a week, whatever it is. And, you know, you don't even think about it, right? So it's that initial sort of fear and anxiety, and you're not sure what to expect. And then you realize, you know what, this is actually pretty easy. It's also too, to your point, Mike, it's about figuring out, is this fitting into my lifestyle? And I think we don't have to talk about EV subscriptions, but that's why I kind of like that to just try it out and kind of test the waters because it's not that scary, right? Yeah, I'll tell you, Elena, to that point, you know, we actually own a fleet of 100 Chevy Bolts in the city of Los Angeles through a program that's called Blue LA. And so Blink Mobility is a subsidiary of Blink Charging. And we have an EV car sharing service in the city. And that's exactly what this service allows for, right? Your people in the community to rent a Chevy Bolt for 15 minutes, a half an hour, 10 hours. It doesn't matter, three days, right? But they can take it out. They can take it for a spin, get to know it, or just use it in the course of you know, their normal daily lives. Or if they're an Uber driver, if they're doing something like DoorDash, you know, we have folks that are using it for that too. So it's a great way to kind of take one for a spin. Yeah, absolutely. And experience it and experience the quietness and the, mm-hmm. the, the acceleration. I love it. Anyway, the more people that I talk to on the show, it's like I had this crazy road trip and like some of the chargers along the route were not working. And it was yep. like I was running on battery fumes and it was the whole thing. So would love your thoughts on this, Mike. Yeah. So the education piece is, you know, that's like multifaceted, right? That's Blink, it's all the other, you know, EV charging companies out there, it's the manufacturers, it's all of those constituents, you know, government to some degree, right? Coming together and, you know, making sure that the messaging is, you know, correct on this, that it's uh, helping consumers to understand what it's about and what it's like making that jump from internal combustion to electric. And so at Blink, you know, we use a lot of social media, right? We do a ton of social media on you know, tips and tricks and consumer education. And, you know, uh, we have over 400,000 drivers that are Blink members in our database. And so what we do, in fact, I just got a you know marketing message from our team today, right? Because I'm signed up as a Blink member. That communication was around, hey, here are, you know, some benefits to charging at home. And here are things to keep in mind when you're, you know, installing a level two charger at your home. And it's things like, hey, if you know, if you charge at night, you know, most likely you're going to, the electricity cost is less than if you charge during the day, right? And some of these just little things that perhaps consumers are doing anyway, you know, so I live in an area where there's four different electricity rate tiers and overnight it is most definitely less expensive to charge the car. So I think just helping people understand things like that and the dealers are definitely going to be key to stuff like that, right? So bringing the conversation back to the dealer's role here, right? And they have an extremely important role. So number one, obviously, it's about knowing the product and understanding it and communicating its benefits, right? For sure. But secondly, what consumers are really curious about, which is what we've discussed, is what is this ownership experience like? What do I need to know, right? Tell me what I need to know so that I don't regret this decision or, you know, give me something to help me get over the hump of my 
you know, fears and anxieties about the potential of owning an EV, right? So, you know, one of the things that's interesting is this whole concept of roadside assistance. So what happened, right? That's a real fear for potential EV drivers, right? What happens if I'm going down the road and there's not a charger nearby and I run out of battery juice, right? I pull over to the side of the road, what happens, right? So there's a couple different options, right? One of them is I call, you know, my roadside service provider and I get a tow to the nearest charging station. Well, that kind of stinks, right? Because I don't have to do that today, right? With an internal combustion, right? They'll show up with gas or whatever it might be. So we, for instance, have introduced a mobile charging station, which can be, you know, fitted on the back of an F-150 pickup truck or, you know, in a, in a van on a tow truck. And believe it or not, it is gasoline powered. So I know that that's anti-green and all that stuff, but it's super cost effective. And what happens is roadside assistance company roll up to somebody. I turn on this generator and there's a level two charging station hooked up to it. And I give that person enough juice to get to the next charging station, right? So there are these solutions that are out there that need to be communicated, right? Because it takes away a lot of that sort of base level fear. Yes. Mike, thank you for filling me in. I had no idea that there was roadside assistance that Blink was involved in. Okay, so we need to really publicize this episode because people need to know about this, right? Yeah, and and I'll tell you, you know, one of the crazy aspects of this, and I'm going to, you might have some listeners out there that are pure EVists and they hear me say it's a gasoline powered generator and they're probably freaking out right now. But let me tell you, here's the key. The cost to it is a fraction of what a full battery solution is, right? At some point, someday we'll come out with a full battery solution. But when you're stranded on the side of the road, you don't care (laughs) at that moment, what is powering the electricity into that car? You just want to get to the charging station, get off the highway, right? So let's, let's kind of keep it real folks, right? Right, exactly. It is solving my specific problem in that moment to get me to where I need to go. Mm -hmm. No, I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. More people need to know about that because I follow (laughs) the EV space pretty closely and that was that's new. So awesome. Well, Mike, we might have to do a follow-up episode because I feel like I have way more questions now that we had our conversation. But in the interest of time, I would love for you to share where folks can go and connect with you and also where they can find out more about this awesome roadside assistance with Blink. Yeah. So obviously, BlinkCharging.com give you kind of all the information you need. You can fill out a contact form. We can get in touch with you. I tend to be on LinkedIn a fair amount. So if you'd like, shoot me a LinkedIn invitation and you know we can connect there as well. Perfect. I will add Mike's information on LinkedIn in the show notes. Mike, this has been great. I'm so, so thrilled to meet you. Again, I wish I could have met you in person at NADA, but it was not to be all good. But again, no thank problem. you for your time. And this has been amazing. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, thanks, Elaine. Appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much for listening to the EVs for Everyone podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and subscribe to the show and leave a five-star review with a comment. We read every single comment, so thank you in advance. If you have an idea for an upcoming episode or you would like to be a guest on the show, go to EVs, the number four, everyone.com slash contact. That's EVs, the number four, everyone.com slash contact. Until next time, Keep charging forward.